All right, guys, thank you for joining for another episode of Laguna Biatch, the podcast. This week we have Alex H. joining us. Hey. And uh, a lot of people want to know what you're up to now. How's life after Laguna? Life after Laguna. Um, it's been pretty good. I will say, especially now, this point in my life, having two little babies and a husband and being settled in Hawaii is pretty good. Um, it's um, It hasn't been an easy road by any means, but now that I've grown up a little bit, I'm at the place where I'm at, it's definitely gotten better. So I can't complain. No regrets. That's awesome. That's really good to hear. And you weren't like portrayed bad on the show or anything, which is good. Yeah, not so much. I mean, back, you know, on the show, again, we were so young. None of us really knew what was going to happen. But um, I think coming out of high school in general, when you go out to the real world and, you know, for me, I didn't go to college or anything. I'm, it's not something I regret, but it's definitely something I'm like, oh, I could have picked you know, put more attention into that, but, Mm -hmm. um, you're just so young. Like you don't really know your identity out into the world. Like you think you know who you are and you think you know what you want to do, but at the end of the day, like you don't have any idea what's going on, at least for me, like this is everything. Like I'll just say disclaimer, like on my end, everything that we're going to talk about and like coming up, um, it's all like just from my little perspective. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, what's the biggest misconception about living in Laguna? Yeah. Cause yeah, I, I know you one. mentioned your, you wanted to talk a little bit about like your parents' divorce and stuff, right? Yeah. Well, cause I mean, you know, I think a lot of kids grow up from broken homes. So oh yeah. Not like a unique situation, but something that was never, um, I mean, not that I was like a big enough character for it to even be a storyline. Yes, you were. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I know, well, to some, but, um, I mean, maybe, maybe if I was a main cast member, they would have, like, tapped in on it, but I don't know if I would have been ready for it, but mm-hmm. definitely would have been a juicy storyline, so, um, but it's, when I was filming with Laguna, that's, like, at the pivotal point where my parents were also separating, um, so it was, like, really difficult, like, because you, you come from a broken home yourself. I do, yeah. Divorce. Okay, so, I'm you know how it is. Like, you know, it's not easy. You kind of don't know what's going on. And it's like, you know, but you're so busy being a teenager, you kind of don't really like you care, but you don't. So it was just a weird time. But like, it was trippy, because being like, we would go filming, and I would just hang out with my friends and do my thing. But then like home life was like, kind of like just going like falling apart. Yeah. um, At the same time. But again, I mean, I just was doing my thing trying to just get through high school and get through being on a show and everything so it was definitely like a weird like a it was it was crazy it was just like a weird like I I don't at the time I didn't feel like I was like two people just because you know again you're so young and you just don't really know who you are but I think it was after watching the show um and like knowing what was going on with me personally and everything and being like, wow, like my life looks so great on TV. (laughs) Right. And like, you know, and also knowing that no one really knows what's going on, which wasn't a big deal at the time. But I think what really like brought it up lately was on Instagram. I post one of those, um, that 10 year challenge photo. Yeah. Um, 
So when I went to find a picture of myself 10 years ago, which I actually totally messed up. I posted one from like 11 years because I still <laughs> thought we were in 2018. <laughs> so that was like so classic. But, um, you know, even 11 years ago. But I was 21, 22 at the time. And that was when like stuff was pretty gnarly for me. And again, this was after Laguna Beach and to to go back to your original question, like life after Laguna, um, at that time, you know, as you could imagine, like when the show came out, we were, we all kind of got some attention and recognition from that. And so, you know, I think some of us decided to ride that wave, Mm -hmm. but then all of a sudden, you know, new shows come out and your relevance goes down, but you're kind of like left. It's like, kind of like being going through, like, like getting like, swept out from a wave like you're on this crazy roller coaster and things are happening and it's super exciting and then all of a sudden it just stops and you're like whoa what am I gonna do now and for me that was like 10 years ago right before I moved to Hawaii Mm -hmm. Um, so was it almost like like, was it almost like what's my purpose totally yeah because you know you you're yeah for me at least and again this is all just yeah you know my perspective because I wasn't in college or anything so I didn't have like some great you know, uh, degree I was going for anything. And, you know, I always thought I knew what I wanted to be, but not really, you know, I knew I wanted to be a mom. That was always like a end goal for me was to be a mom someday and have kids. So like I said, you know, now that I'm here, I have no regrets, but, um, but yeah. So to reference like back to the Instagram post and like life after Laguna, I realized I put it, put a picture out there and like, you know, I wrote some caption and a lot of people wrote back like really nice messages like, oh, you were always so sweet and you always seemed like you had everything together and really, really sweet. But it made me think like, oh, not a lot of people know that, um, you know, what the personal life side of it all is. And like so many people just think we live this like perfect life. So, um, yeah. And again, that's why I just wanted to like kind of, you know, lightly tap into that and be like our, you know, a lot of our lives, like we all had the same struggles and same issues that every kid does. And, you know, it wasn't always perfect, but, um, you know, I think high school is just that time that's hard high school and even mid twenties. Like you said, a lot of questions came up about navigating through your, um, through your twenties. Like mm-hmm. that's a hard time too. Yeah. Yeah, so. definitely. Yeah. So I'm sorry. I kind of just babbled on there for a while, but and I know you mentioned like the broken home thing. So my parents actually were divorced when I was three. So like I oh, didn't really okay. go through that at all. So it was really interesting hearing you talk about that because I feel like if I was in high school going through that, I would have been a wreck, honestly. Yeah, I know. And you know, it, it, so many kids, it happens to them at all different times, but I definitely think going through high school at that time is, is challenging because it's like everything you did know and you know, I don't know. You're, you're more mature at that point. Like I always would say, it's like, if it happened when I was younger, you would just, it would just be part of your past, you know? Yeah. Um, so no, it was definitely hard. And, you know, especially in Laguna, it's such a, um, it's obviously it's a wealthy community and there's, uh, you know, it's a beautiful city and a beautiful town, but with that comes like, you know, there's that sense of, um, keeping up with what is happening. So like when, when you get your driver's license and everyone's getting cars, you know, it wasn't uncommon for like your friend to get like a brand new 
uh, a brand new car, no matter what brand. I mean, it could be anywhere from like a BMW to like a brand new Jeep, you know, but people were, you know, a lot of my friends got brand new cars, super happy for them. And it was awesome because you would obviously go riding around in everyone's car. Um, and like for me, I got, uh, my dad took me to like a used car lot and we bought an old Jeep and I was super proud of it. Like not even complaining. I was so happy to even just have a car, Yeah, but you can't help like that, that, like little bit inside of you, like, you know, you're, you, uh, like I wasn't embarrassed, but you feel that you feel those kinds of like, like you don't obviously like you're, you don't have what the other kids have type of thing. So Mm -hmm. like that stuff was hard too. And again, like parents divorcing. So, you know, financial things get all crazy. Um, so it was just like, it was hard. And again, being like projected on a TV show where everything appeared to be so perfect. And it was like, you know, just crazy, but I was super grateful for what I had, but it was definitely hard, like not, uh, having like the things that you think were important to have at that time. Yeah, absolutely. And it was funny when I was driving through Laguna, I was like, wow, there are like normal houses here. Cause I always just assumed everyone lived in like a mansion. Yeah. Right. right. So it's like, it didn't portray the town correctly fully from what I saw. Totally. And that's the cool thing with Laguna is that it's like, obviously there's, if you look up at the houses in the hills, you know, it's all very, very beautiful homes, but it really is a beach community. So there's cute little cottages and beach homes and like some original houses that have been there from like way back, like early fifties and everything. So if you tap into that side of it, like it, you know, it it was always projected as like an art community beach town so I'm sure when you were there you kind of if you key into that you can see that more you know for what Laguna was back in the day yeah absolutely definitely there were so many nice little shops and everyone was so nice that was really cool (laughs) oh good yeah see I'm I'm happy that you have that experience now um as we're talking about it because you've been there so you're able to be like wait this is just another normal place (laughs) yeah (laughs) And it's, it's kind of funny you were talking about, like, getting a used car because I grew up in, like, it was, like, an upper middle class town. But mm-hmm. um, I lived in, like, the only apartment there and all this stuff. And my first car, it was, like, a 92 Corsica. And it was, nice. like, it was so <laughs> crappy, but I loved it so much because I finally had a car. <laughs> yeah, see, that's how I felt because my first car was, like, I think probably the same year, like, a 92 Jeep Grand Cherokee. But I got that car and then... A year later, from the tiny bit of money we made from the show, or that I made, I went uh, uh, went in on it. My dad like said he would meet me halfway or whatever, and I got the ca- uh, the white cabrio. I think that was on the show a few times, um, the Volkswagen cabrio, and I loved that car. That was like I even want to get one now just to have <laughs> as like a weekender. <laughs> Definitely do it. <laughs> I know. I really, I'm like dead serious about it. I see them now to this day because they're actually really popular here in Hawaii because it's perfect island cards, you could imagine. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I first moved to Hawaii, I actually found one and bought one. But it was like way more of a beater than I had in high school, but I'm still like so proud of it. It was stick shift. I couldn't even drive it when I bought it, but I made myself learn. <laughs> I'm like, I will drive this thing. <laughs> so we know you're also determined. <laughs> yeah, sure. I know, right? <laughs> To a point. <laughs> so you've been living in Hawaii for, you said, 10 years now? 
Um, yeah, or 10 longer? years. Yeah. How was that move? Were you were you nervous to like move that far away from everything you've ever known? Or had you been to Hawaii a lot before that? Yeah, so um, it was definitely, it was familiar to me, which was nice because my mom had been here um, for, what was that, maybe like four or five years when I came out because she actually came, um, she started to slowly move out here when my parents were separating. So towards like in my senior year, towards the tail end, she started to come out here um, because her sister, which would be my aunt, uh, lived out here. So my mom started to pretty much live part-time in Hawaii. And then my sister and I, we would go visit and stay with her like over the summer and everything. And then the years leading up to that point. So Hawaii had a sense of home. Um, I never did think I would live here. Um, I always remember visiting. My mom wanted us to move out here, but I never thought it was like, no way I'm not moving to Hawaii. Cause like you said, just to leave everything I knew and all my friends and all of that. But, um, eventually I did. And it was kind of, um, it was the best move I've ever made in my life. Like Mm -hmm. I didn't think that at the time, but looking back, like it probably saved me from going down like some sort of bad path. Cause at the time, um, again, this was like 10 years ago. Uh, just, I had nothing. I just had nothing going for me in California. And it was probably to my own fault because again, like we were, riding the wave of Laguna Beach fame for however long that lasted, which, you know, in the big picture wasn't very long. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just, I had nothing was going on and go, you know, we were living in, um, I was living with Alex Merle in LA, but then we moved back to Laguna and I was really like, just kind of in between places, like staying with, um, Alex at her house and I would stay with my sister. Like I literally just had no idea what I was going to do. And I wasn't really working cause I was like, thought I was like, you know, I hate to say it, but I thought I was like way better than I was at the time. Like, you know, I could have easily and gotten out and gotten a job, like working at a restaurant or being a hostess, which is eventually what I did in Hawaii. But for some reason, like I just, you know, you think like you get all this attention and you think that you're like, on some other level, you know, mm-hmm. I feel so weird saying that out loud. Cause I don't want to sound like I'm being too like pretentious. I don't, or I don't or anything, think so. But. Cause I'm, I'm sure when you guys went out, people would give you free drinks. You get free meals. Like were you kind of like handed a lot of stuff? Cause I feel like if that's the case, then any regular person would be like, okay, like, yeah, I'm bigger than being a waitress, which does sound kind of gross when you say it out loud, but I know, especially when you're it's younger terrible. though. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, it it wasn't like we were just getting thrown freebies all the time, but you do like you do get attention, and like it. There was, I mean, it was super fun too. Don't get me wrong. Like when when I lived in LA with um, both Kristen for a tiny bit, which we'll get into that a little bit too. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I lived with Alex Merle. Um, I mean, we were going out. We were, you know, getting our pictures taken. We were going to clubs. Like it was super fun it was definitely a really good time, but it was, so it's just, it's all just artificial, you know, it's just really like, there's no longevity in it. But again, when you're that age, you just think like, you think you've just discovered it and you're like, cool, this is just what I'm going to do my whole life. And <laughs> you don't really realize that it's just like, it's just so temporary. Um, so yeah. So I mean, there was like, you know, I don't know. It was just, a, it was a crazy time. So, um, 
when I came to Hawaii, I came out because my mom was actually getting remarried. Um, so I came out for her wedding, and I pretty much just never left. I, I thought I was only going to be out here for about two weeks, but then I was here, and I sat down and had a serious conversation with my mom, and, you know, we talked, and it was like there was nothing really that I was going to come back to in Laguna. Um, so we thought it would be best that I just stayed there, and I thought maybe I would just stay for six months and just kind of, like, you know, get get my feet back on the ground and get a job and just kind of like get get grounded because I think I was just in such a different headspace, you know, where I didn't even feel like like myself really at that point. Um, so I kind of and I did it like slightly unwillingly too. Like even then, I didn't want to stay in Hawaii, but I I also knew that if I came back to California, that there was like, I mean, besides all my friends and family and stuff, but there wasn't really much for me to come back to. Yeah. Um, so I just decided to stay in Hawaii and then, you know, a couple months turned into 10 years, which is really crazy to say, but it it just kind of happened and it, everything from that point just, you know, again, it wasn't easy. I definitely had like my anxieties and insecurities Mm -hmm. going out. Like I was down in Waikiki with my little resume of whatever was on there at the time and just got a job at a restaurant as a hostess and you know, I'm like, okay, here we go. Here's the real world, which was funny because people would come up to me and be like, oh my gosh, where are you, Alex from Laguna Beach? And I'm like sitting them at their table. But <laughs> it, it was like, it was kind of the reality shock that I needed at the same time. Yeah. And I think a lot of like the best choices, I know like even me moving to Nashville, I didn't know anyone here, but I was like, you know what? I think this is the right move. And I had anxiety. Mm-hmm. I was terrified, but it's, right. it's like, if you're not terrified, then there's something wrong. <laughs> I know, it's true, and, like, you just go with it, you know, like, like when you move to Nashville, like, you kind of don't have a choice, and you have to get out there, and you have to start working, and, you know, you just make it happen. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You, do, you love it, you know? Yeah, I suggest everybody move <laughs> at some point. I agree, I know. And you say that, because um, I feel like I used to say that to everyone should just get out of where they you know, came from and just for a little bit, because you can always go back. Right. Yeah, I agree. But it's hard. I mean, now it's like with kids and stuff, I'm like, I'm itching to travel so bad. But I'm like, wait, there's four of us. now. <laughs> <laughs> That's an expensive plane me. ride. <laughs> I know. But no, I mean, again, I'm I love it. But it's, um, you know, life is crazy. So this is kind of going back to you talking about like, what was going on in your personal life during filming in Laguna. Were you ever like, you know what? I don't want to talk about Steven and Kristen. Like, I have real life stuff going on. Oh, yeah, totally. Um, definitely. I mean, I don't want to say all the time, but there were times where, yeah, you just didn't feel like it because, you know, you do kind of repeat the same thing sometimes. And I think once or twice I called the producers and, you know, because we were scheduled to shoot that day and I would call and be like, I just... I'm not into it today. Like I really don't want to. And um, they would call and kind of see what's going on or be like, are you sure we can change things? I mean, I didn't do it like too often, but um, yeah, you know, you just get tired. And again, like I think as the seasons went on, you kind of knew what role you were fitting into. So Mm -hmm. you had to be that person. And I think, um, when was it? It was the, um, the the one where we were talking, I was 
it was a Valentine's episode and Kristen and Jessica were getting ready. Oh, when, yeah, yeah. That's so like that one of my one. favorite scenes when you're like, I'm bored. <laughs> yeah, I mean, literally, because I was there and I felt so silly. I didn't have a date. I'm like all by myself with my dog. And it just was like that. That was one of those times I'm like, I don't want to talk about their dates. I'm just over it. But like I was there. I guess I didn't, you know, no one forced you to do anything, but it was like you were part of that plan. So that was definitely a time where I was just like, okay, I'm, I'm getting over it. Yeah. So, but at least you made it fun. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I know. And you make the best of it. I think there was a time too, like there was, um, there was, uh, one of our, I don't even know if I should get into it, but one of our, uh, a couple, two kids from our school, um, got hit by a drunk driver and it was a fatal accident and it was really bad. Like it shook the whole town because one of his, uh, one of the students was, his parents was a teacher Okay. and both of them, both of the students actually were teachers. So it was super sad. Like even talking about it now, it makes me want to cry, but it had happened like on a Friday night and then Saturday morning they wanted me to film. And I just was like, no way. Like I just, I didn't feel good doing that and everything. And it was really hard. And I remember, they called me and they tried really hard to get me to go through with it. And I just, I just said, no, I just wasn't into it. Like at that point, I'm like, I don't even care if you don't even want to film again. Cause I just was like, that's like what we are talking about is not important right now. So yeah, I give you a lot of credit for that too. Like a lot of credit for standing up being like, you're stepping over a boundary right now. Yeah. I mean, as much as my little like 17 year old self could do, you know, but I just remember it just didn't feel right in that moment. But then what five days later there I am again so yeah I mean (laughs) but you know when you're that age a week is like a lifetime (laughs) yeah and I mean it was kind of like your job at the time yeah yeah I know you guys didn't get like paid great for it but it was your job (laughs) I I know I know we didn't no but it was fun and again like we were all willing to do it we kind of knew what we signed up for so um you know, I'm not, I have no ill will against MTV or the show or the producers or anything. Again, I wish my personal self was like a little bit more, uh, stronger or stood up for myself more. You know, I, I have like my own little things inside me that I'm like, Oh, if I, if I only knew now what, or knew then what I know now, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you know, but again, like at the time we were all willing. And again, this is all just like from my little perspective. Cause I know someone else could have like a totally different view on it all so yeah definitely I mean even me talking about Laguna Beach someone else could have a totally different view on what I see I know yeah exactly but I you know yeah um I totally understand yeah so another so one of the questions we got was of course you and Kristen but a couple weeks ago I was asked like how to deal with a friendship breakup Mm -hmm. so how obviously like a lot went on and stuff like that. I don't know. I don't know what happened. <laughs> but how do you, how would you say you can get through a friendship breakup and kind of get through it on the other side and maybe become friends again and then maybe you don't become friends again and you just kind of become like at peace with the fact that you're not friends with someone. Does that make sense? Am I wording yeah, that okay? Yeah, totally. Yeah. No, I mean, um, I feel like normally when there's some sort of friend breakup, it, I mean... It, I guess it just depends on what happened, but I do feel like for the most part, it it might be somewhat surface level or, you know, 
petty things or more stuff that's like on an ego side of things, like because your pride got bruised or something. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think with friendship breaks up breakups, it's good to look at what the real like bottom line is. Um, Because if it's something like friendships are really valuable and also looking at time, like in 10 years from now, are you really going to like be that impacted by what happened right now? You know, if that makes any sense, because at least for me, like I haven't had a friendship breakup in a while, um, luckily, but you know, I have had them. I think we all have, especially as girls, you know, (laughs) they're just, it's so silly and it's so easy to be so petty in that and, and be defensive and stand up for what you feel is like, right. Which is, you know, your side of the fight. Um, so again, in that too, like seeing, maybe things from the other person's perspective. Cause when you get into an argument and I think with anything, like even when I argue with my husband, sometimes I'm like, okay, wait, we all have to like, we have to take yourself out of the situation and see from both sides, like almost act like you're a mediator and understand where each person's coming from and then break it down and go from there and try not to react or do anything too emotionally because if you're going to sit there and like call or text when you're like flaming inside (laughs) yeah that's not going to help any type of situation so right um, I think it's really it's important to admit when you're wrong too I feel like a lot of people are like nervous to be like yeah that that was kind of messed up that I said that yeah totally and I think I mean yeah that's like spot on right there because it's hard really hard for some people to be able to do that you know and I think again that's like where the pride comes in and for me though like I I like hate hurting feelings and hate being like a bitch on any level so for when it happens to me like right away I'm like I'm so sorry like I I don't like that feeling but um I know it's you know with certain personalities and stuff it's really hard to admit wrongdoing and so like you said just like find some something inside like even if you think you're right but you see the other person is hurt to just like acknowledge that say like, I'm sorry that I hurt your feelings, you know, cause you don't necessarily have to sit there and, you know, be totally wrong. So. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. But, um, I mean on that note too, cause I feel like, um, over the years too, a lot of people have asked what has happened with Kristen and I after we moved to LA and, I'm totally fine to talk about it. Um, and again, it's all just my perspective. And I think, um, you know, I'm sure Kristen has her point of view as well. And, and you really two are friends like, now, right? Like you've moved on yeah. from it. Yeah. Oh my so. gosh, totally. We're, we're like so fine. And that's been like long gone too. And I mean, again, like it was, it wasn't even like anything happened where it was like, how dare she or, you know, anyone, um, it was all just really silly stuff. And I think at the end of the day, we just started to like go on different paths and, you know, we started to like grow in different ways in our friendship. Mm -hmm. Um, but basically we like right after we graduated high school, um, over the summer, we moved to Marina Del Rey and we got to live in a little apartment. It was super cute. Nothing fancy either. Just totally little two bedroom condo. Mm-hmm. Um, and cause her dad was, a an apartment developer or building developer. So it was actually one that he owned. So we got to just, we got it. He just was like, here, you girls can just go live here, which was really cool. Yeah. And that's awesome. For that. <laughs> yeah, totally. Which now when I pay rent, I'm like, Oh my gosh, I had no idea how good I, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, 
we lived there and it was perfect for Kristen because her career obviously started to take off. And, um, I think it was right after high school too, or maybe during, but so she started to, you know, she got a publicist, she got an agent, she, um, she had appearance, like she just started to get jobs and everything. So her career really took off and it was super fun. I mean, awesome because I was kind of like definitely riding in the, in the, the tales of that. Yeah. Um, and she was dating Brody and we would go to his house and party. Like it was a really fun time. <clears throat> but, um, again, for me on my little like personal level, um, I, you know, again, my home life was all shaky. So again, you're dealing with that at the end of the day, but, um, I was kind of just going along, like not doing what Kristen did, but enjoying the benefits of it, you know, and I wasn't taking advantage of our friendship, but you know, when you're, when you have a best friend that's going to things and everything, you know, you can bring other friends along, you know, kind of like your little crew. So I was definitely part of that. But, um, again, it kind of just broke down into me needing to, you know, make money and kind of pay my dues and figure out something that I wanted to do. And, um, in the very beginning, I didn't like, I didn't know about like all of the appearances and everything, which eventually is what I would get into doing. And basically with appearances and like any reality TV star these days or anyone famous, um, clubs and promoters will pay you to show up to places or events. So, um, we did an event in San Diego and we drove down there for the weekend and everyone was there. I think I'm not, I think it was like a good amount of the cast was there. Like almost everyone. It was like some big fashion show. And, um, so we did that. And then I ended up staying for the weekend with Alex Merle and Jessica and Kristen went back to LA and I kind of like, I ended up like at another after party and she went back to the hotel with, um, with Brody and them because they all came down too and during that time Alex was telling me she's like hey we do appearances and there was like you kind of work with um like a booking agent when you do those things okay so she was like you should sign up or you know kind of join us in this adventure and I'm like that sounds great so um that's kind of what started it all but then I kind of just took that like it was kind of nice to like for me to get out and be like this is something I can do independently because I did feel like a lot of what I was doing was focused and centered around Kristen's career, Mm -hmm. which again was totally, I was doing it to myself. Like I could have been more independent in that, but I just was going along with it because it was fun and I didn't really know where else to go. So yeah. And you're 18, you were like 18 or 19 and maybe you were just done being like Kristen's quote unquote sidekick. Like I could totally yeah. understand that. Yeah. To an essence. Totally. And again, it's totally where I placed myself. Mm-hmm. So no one's fault but my own. Um, so anyway, I, I did that. And um, when I made it back to the condo in LA and I think I had like, I did that. And then I just started to like, I think out for like a week, like I didn't go back to my, condo and for not any reason but just because I kept going to like to like there was just something to do like I was like hanging out with Alex Merle and we there was like these new friends and I like met some guy that ended up being my boyfriend and it just like all this stuff just like started to happen within like a week and like whoa this is kind of crazy and again it was nice to just be out and like 
have a, like a little bit of sense of self, you know, like yeah. when you take yourself out of a situation. So anyway, I, I eventually things like dwindled down and I like, I have to go back to the condo and get my stuff or do something here. And I, at that point too, I, I remember thinking in my head, like I, it probably would be best for me if maybe I moved out because I, in a way too, I felt like I was maybe being slightly a burden to Kristen or like, like maybe she was feeling like she had to, had to include me or had to kind of like keep me in this like situation, situation. Like if that makes sense. Cause I don't know, like, because you're like her like high school that. friend and you're her roommate and things mm-hmm. like that. Like she always had to like see if I was like, not like she always had to invite me, but like, it was just like such a natural thing. Like if she was going somewhere, I'd be like, I'm coming too. Right. Like, that type of situation yeah yeah, I I can't I'm trying to find the words for it so I was like I didn't want to like like be a burden to her not that she would hold back just for me by any means I mean she is a she's a go-getter that's for sure and like she's made an incredible career for herself I'm so proud of her Mm -hmm. um but anyway so I go back and um I I did move out and um it just like it just felt different and um it was like there was maybe some parties there and her, um, like my room was being used by some other friends or something, you know, like just as I had gone and like started to kind of like go out and, and hang out with other friends, it's like other friends came in the door that I had left, you know? So yeah, I don't know. So I, um, I pretty much packed my stuff and moved out and I think I, I probably didn't even call her. I think I just sent her a text message and said, I'm moving out. And you know, it kind of, that's pretty much all that happened. And, um, you know, we, we definitely talked, like, I think she was probably like, are you serious or what's going on or what are you doing? And, you know, I, I probably just, I don't, I don't remember the exact words, but I just remember being like, I'm not going to go back and, you know, I'm doing me now type of thing, probably all in a sassy way. But again, it was all just me and not that I have any regrets, but it's definitely a situation I could have handled differently and you know knowing how um valuable friendships are now and you know I I there's part of me that does wish that I like would have just handled it differently but it is what it is at this point you know like again I'm super happy for her and in her career so and it, it again for me it was at the time what I felt was the best move I could do and I had a lot of fun and you know so it's just, it just kind of happened. Like it just kind of unraveled that way. So again, there was like, it wasn't like there was a huge falling out. It just was like, I pretty much just moved out and was like, okay, bye. Yeah. And again, it's like what we talked about before. It's like, if you stepped back from it for a second, it probably would have been different. Or if you talked it out at the time, it's just, mm-hmm. it's really easy to react. That's yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's something I'm still learning. <laughs> I know. I think we all are. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's hard. I mean, it was sad. Like, I it, I did miss her, and, you know, I just, you know, it wasn't like, again, I was having a lot of fun, but I, I do, like, um, I don't know. Like, I, I do have sad feelings about it. <clears throat> and, again, it's not like I regret it or anything um, or wish I could change anything because, like, you can't really, like, live life that way. But, right. Um, you know, again, I think it's, it's just what I needed to do at the time. Cause I mean, who knows, you know, what else would have happened. So, 
So this question, I actually just remembered it. Somebody asked me for my advice, and I have no idea how to answer. So I wanted to ask for your advice. Mm -hmm. She said her ex-boyfriend just moved into the same apartment with his new girlfriend that she lives in, like that the follower Mm -hmm. lives in. And she asked me how to deal with it, and I told her to move out. Oh, my gosh. Gosh. Isn't that crazy that people do that? <laughs> I was like, other? just leave. Just break your yeah. lease. Well, I would. I mean, I would want to know too. Be like, why are you moving into my space? Like, you know, I live here. But yeah, I think you're right. I think just, you know, unfortunately, because obviously, like, you know, you're there first and that's kind of like your ground. But if you don't want to see it or deal with it every day, like, just go, move out, move on. Because I feel like if you stay, you could stay and like hold your ground, but it might just like keep keep breath into that whole situation. Yeah, because I definitely feel like there's a part of me that would want to stay and be like, it doesn't bother me, but I'm like pacing in my right. apartment at night. I like. know. <laughs> You're like going inside and like stress eating like candy. And- <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, I, I, I like your advice. You know, just move out because it doesn't seem like doesn't seem like they're going to go anywhere soon, and it might be good for her to like or you know good to get a fresh start and shake all that dead weight off yeah definitely I feel like this whole podcast has just been about fresh starts give yourself a fresh start it's really important I know they are nice they're really nice yeah I mean you grew up in I grew up in a small town as well and I remember just sitting there at like the same bar with my same friends talking about the same thing and I'm like I need to leave Yeah, I know. I mean, it's it's good. Like, it's always fun to tap back into that. But it's definitely nice to to have a fresh perspective. Yeah, I agree. I agree. But see, for it's funny because for me right now, like I'm in Hawaii and I have like my my little mom groups and my friends and everything out here. But I'm like craving a sense of like, I just want to go and like, like, talk about like, go back with the old school girlfriends and just like, chat and laugh and like talk about everybody and but I mean you know it's all retrospect or what is it called it's all grass is greener I guess yeah definitely because like when I go home I see all my friends and we hang out and I'm like it's not always like this I have to remember that yeah that's true too right you're like we have to get boring lives we have to get back to (laughs) (laughs) exactly yeah no it's yeah yeah it's it's crazy it's crazy. I mean, you talked about the misconception about it being, you know, it's it's like a smaller town and not all the houses are huge. And it's funny. I feel like if the show was filmed now, they would have tapped into that way more. And even with, like, your personal issues, they would have shown that way more. Yeah, probably. Um, I know. I always wonder that because it's like I feel like, you know, just now with, like, the awareness of, like, like for women, like being independent and feminism and like the Me Too stuff and like having like your own ground to stand on and like, and with that also being like having like insecurities or anxiety or depression and everything like that, like there's so much more realness in that. And I think it's super awesome because for so long, like, you know, it's like it, it, you just, you wouldn't go there. Like you don't tap into that. Yeah. So, Definitely. you know, being able to be vulnerable and put yourself out there and talk about like um the things that, you know, that that you fear inside or the things that, you know, keep you up at night or I don't know, it's it's hard. It's hard being a human. I mean, we're all just people and we all go out there every day and 
try to do our best and deal with life. And it's like, it's not, you know, every day it's hard. Some days are easy and some days are hard and we're all just human at the end of the day. And just like go out and treat people as best you can. And, you know, I really do feel like, you know, energy flows where energy goes. So it's like whatever you put out there and like your intentions and everything, like it really does vibrate back, you know? So it's like, for me, whenever I'm having a bad day, it seems like things just like get worse and worse. I try to just like turn around and laugh at the situation and be like, okay, cool. This day sucks, but tomorrow <laughs> is a new one. <laughs> yeah, no, so. I totally agree. And I feel like that's the perfect, like that's such a good outlook on life because I will get in those days where those days turn into like a bad week and I have to just remember mm-hmm. I'm like, it's a bad day. It's not a bad life. It's a bad hour. It's not a bad entire day. Like that type right. of thing. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, you can't control it, but, you know, it's and tomorrow's another day. And if the next day sucks too, just know it's like, again, something I say in my head, it's like when you feel like when it's like when you feel like it couldn't get any worse, like the only place you can go when you're down is up. So just like <laughs> remember that, you know, and I think as you get older, too, with responsibilities, it just it, you know, you get more confident as you get older, but like the responsibility and the stress levels of that gets gets higher too so I don't know it's like what Ellen says just like just be kind to one another and you know just know that not everyone's lives out there are perfect as much as they might seem to you know to everyone else yeah that's really important especially with social media and everything people only put highlights of their life up (laughs) I know and it's that Instagram life it's so it's funny it's totally funny I mean, we're all, like, so guilty of going on there and being like, wow, they have, like, this and that, or, you know, you can't help but compare yourself to it, but it's, like, that's just, like, that's just Instagram. It's, like, that's a whole other world in itself that's, like, not even real, but, you know, it's everyone's guilty pleasure. Yeah, for sure. Like, let me post this funny thing, but I won't post about how I cried two days ago. Don't worry. (laughs) Yeah, exactly, right? See, like, even here, you're like, wow, my life is really amazing on Instagram. (laughs) But yeah, so it's good. And, you know, again, I'm like super grateful for you for for being um, so cool and and giving us all a little soapbox to stand on and, um, you know, keep it going from here and we'll see what happens. Well, thank you so much for that. And, you know, I am always saying justice for Alex H because they did you so dirty. (laughs) I know. Thank you. I'm good. I'm good out here on the North Shore of Hawaii. It's fun. I mean, definitely it would be fun to, again, totally down for a reunion, but we'll see what happens. I'm like, has the Hills even started yet? The new one? No, it's going to start April 4th. Oh, crazy. That will be interesting to see what kind of like after aftermath happens from that. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> I know. And I'm sure you'll be like posting, doing what you do on your end. Yeah, don't worry. Don't worry. I'll keep you okay, updated. <laughs> I think I pretty much just get like, because I don't have cable and it because, you know, we just like stream whatever, but pretty much like any thing related to that like even with very cavalry I'm like oh don't worry like I can just she'll update me (laughs) (laughs) you know what I thought was so funny was that you went to that what was it like the 2000s concert and there was like yeah with (laughs) O-Town and Aaron Carter oh my god (laughs) yeah I can't even believe her like it's like like we're at that age where that's like 
kind of like a throwback concert. Honestly, I was, um, my friend, I don't know, she's in like a sorority, so she has a little, and then I think they're called like a G little. It's like your granddaughter. I don't know what it is. Oh my goodness. But, um, she's like 20. Yeah, she's 21, and she's like, you run an Instagram? I'm like, yeah, it's about Laguna Beach. She's like, what's that? I was like, no. Oh my gosh. You're like, you don't need to know. (laughs) Yeah, I'm like, it's, it's, it's not for you. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, and if you want, like, just a little bit of still tea on Aaron Carter, um, nothing bad, but after, so when I lived in LA, I lived with Alex Merle and another friend and we, uh, Alex became friends with Angel Carter, which is his sister. Yeah. And it was very common for like, for like a summer or like a couple months we would like, it was like, we were always over hanging out at his apartment cause, uh, him and Angel lived with each other. So we were like, there was like a phase where like we were all homies with Aaron Carter and he's, he's super (laughs) cool. Like he's a really nice guy. And like, he just, he's always busy doing his thing. Like nothing bad to say about him, but it was like, again, there was like a summer we were all like homies and like, we just hung out with them all the time. I think that's one of my favorite things I've ever heard. (laughs) (laughs) Which is funny because, again, like, you know, we obviously knew who he was. So for us, it was like, we were like, hey, we're hanging out with Aaron Carter. Like, how exciting, you know? (laughs) Right. But he was cool. And then, like, his brother Nick would, you know, come around. And, yeah, it was funny. Because, again, I grew up listening to NSYNC and Backstreet Boys. So I'm like, okay, you're not NSYNC because I'm a big NSYNC girl. Oh, no. Oh, no. Backstreet Boy, I know. I know you're more of a Backstreet Boy. kind of girl but you know for anything in that like under that umbrella I'm like this is kind of cool so yeah that's actually really cool (laughs) yeah no he was he was super nice he's just he's like busy like he's he just is like so full of energy and always doing something and or has something going on like he's nonstop. so it's like you'll hang out with him it's like after you're like oh my gosh he just his mind goes like a million miles a minute but I think you need that to be a performer and in that, you know, writing songs and all that, so. Oh, yeah, nice definitely. Guy. Yeah, so, just a little bit of tea for you there. <laughs> That's awesome, thank you. Yeah, oh, no problem, I have more, but, you know, I have loyalty, so. <laughs> <laughs> I totally understand loyalty, I appreciate loyalty. <laughs> yeah, right, so, all right, Kelly, well, thanks again for everything. Yeah, thank you so much for um, yeah. joining the podcast and everything.